when you go three and nine, changes have to happen. You have to look ahead and figure out what went wrong, make those big moves so that next year those problems don't exist. On today's show, we're going to look at some of the coaches that Jeff Halfley may consider moving on from, why he should, and maybe some arguments about why he shouldn't. In addition, we're going to look at a big Boston College starter that's already in the transfer portal and a basketball game coming up on Wednesday in the final edition of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. All of this and more on today's Locked On BC. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome. This is Locked on BC. I'm AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider, part of the 247 Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchups between BC and Nebraska basketball right here on Sling. The TV you love for a price you love. Try it today. All right. Again, we are done with BC football. Many of you are going thankful. You're thankful that this is the end. But as the season comes to a close, we are now at the point where we have to start looking and not we not being me, but Jeff Halfley has to start looking at his his program and more specifically his staff to figure out what went wrong with this past season and what he has to do as a head coach to right this ship. Boston College was three and nine. They had wins against Maine, Louisville, and NC State, and that was it. They also had massive amounts of injuries, the worst rushing offense in the country. They were having their quarterbacks get killed week in, week out. Their defense was inconsistent. You could write a laundry list of the issues that plagued this team this year. And when you first look at the the the, the first big name, I think everyone is bringing up is the man on my screen right now. And if you're not following along on YouTube, you should be. So go to youtube.com and follow locked on BC. That's our man. Googs coach Dave DeGuglielmo. Now I'm going to be the first to admit, I, if you've listened to this podcast, when I'm wrong, I admit it. I was a little excited when he got here and I really, you know, last summer, Mitch and I had our Googs tweet of the week or the big dog of the week. When he would do all those big dog tweets and we all thought it was funny and, you know, we had a good time laughing at it. Well, we are now in November and we're in the desolate cold of bolus football (laughs) and the worst offensive line I've ever seen at BC. I mean, unless you really dive into some really bad football teams. It's got to be the worst offensive line. It's the one of the worst offensive lines in college football, but one of the worst, you know, historically in a long time from a power five program. You, I mean, t- t- to be fair, this is a team that lost four of their guys before the season started. It was on Halfley to maybe consider going to the portal, trying to figure some things out there. Then you lose Kevin Klein. 
you lose Finn Durstein, you lose Christian Mahogany. That being said, even with those losses, there was a lot of issues with this offensive line. Guys just not getting better. Uh, you know, technique and, and communication issues that coaching should be able to fix. Now we've talked, you know, when we look back at some of our first conversations about this season, one of the first things that Mitch and I brought up about some of these games was the issue with, of communicating when there was, you know, stunts or, 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 or overloads on one side and, and the offensive line just had no clue what to do. That's on coaching staffs. Like it never got better. It just continued to get the same issues that we saw at Rutgers continued all the way to Syracuse. And we never saw any improvement there. Now, injuries were an issue there. And we'll talk about that being another issue with another coach in just a moment. But for Googs, for Dave DeGuglielmo, I go back to my time watching the Patriots. And I don't remember the year he was there. I don't have the number in front of me. But it was the year that the Patriots played Denver in the playoffs. And I remember it was Dante Stokarnekia had retired from the Pats. And they replaced him with Googs. And Denver had Von Miller. They had some really good defense. And they murdered Tom Brady that game. And I go back now and I, I compare to what that happened to what happened with BC this year. And I see a lot of similarities. Now that def- that offensive line had more talent. So that he was able to mask some of that stuff. But I look at this year and I look at what happened in that, that game and, and what happened to a lot of times against BC. And I say, wow, it was, it was a lot of the same issues. So that was a major strike against Googs. I don't know what happened. If you if you if you have not seen it already, if you go to Twitter, I forget which which of the I think it was one of the sicko guys put up a, a post to him just marching off at the end of a game during Alma Mata and just walking away. That that irked me. And I don't know the whole story, so I don't want to get into it too much because I could be wrong. But the video shows the after the game them doing the Alma Mater. And then you can see Googs just storming off. I, I There's something about that just irked me. And I don't know what it was, but that was one other thing. But the other piece to me is recruiting. And I have not seen any results from, from Googs. You know, when you have a bad offensive line that lacks depth, when you don't have the depth to, to, to manage with injuries, you need to hit it in the transfer portal and in the recruiting uh, on the recruiting trail. He had two recruits, Ryan Mikow and Michael Krauts that committed, but they struck out on so many guys, you know, whether it was Luke Backlenko to Stanford or Zach Umechi to Stanford, there was a bunch of guys that, that didn't commit to BC. Now, David Shaw has gone at, at, at Stanford. This is a poss- off, off, awesome possibility to try to see if you can try to get those guys to here now. But you're three and nine now. What, what recruit is going to decommit to go to BC? You have to start digging. 
I, I put a little bit of this on Googs for struggling on the recruiting trail. He has not shown me that he can do that. So there needs to be changes. After a three and nine season, there has to be sacrificial lambs. And that is so easy when you look at it, who you're going to blame. When you look at guys like Jack Conley, who didn't improve at all. Uh, he had a good Syracuse game. I'm not going to doubt it. I'm not going to bash him on that, but he didn't improve. You had Dwayne Alec, who marginally improved. You had Drew Kendall, who still needs a lot of work to go. You have Ozzy Trapillo, who should have been your rock, and he struggled. That's on the coaching staff. That's on Gooks. And we didn't see it. This has got to be a place where Jeff Halfley moves on. And I would love to see them. I don't I don't want to see Chris Snee. I don't want to see Chris Snee as the offensive, co- uh, offensive line coach. He has zero coaching experience. And I know folks out there, I hear the Doug Flutie stuff all the time and whatever. BC cannot take risks right now with guys with zero coaching experience. They need a veteran offensive line coach out there. And I don't know who that would be. I haven't even looked at possible replacements, but whoever it is, Googs was fits that role, but he was not the right choice. Go out there, find an offensive line coach that can teach technique in a simplistic form, teach communication and make the line, the formations and and the way they block simple and easy to, to, to execute. That's all they need. And I think it's time Googs needs to go. That's my thought on this. And now I have some other thoughts about one coach, another coach. I think that they probably should move on. And then one other coach, I don't think they should. And you're going to have to wait to hear who I think that is in just a moment. Now, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, to basketball, to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. Now, I love Bet Online. As I was joking on Locked on ACC, um, there's been certain spreads that they have, and it's so easy to find. Um, I love scouring it on Sunday, Saturday morning during college football season. I, I was thinking back two weeks ago. There was the Texas A&M and, a, and UMass game, and the spread was 36 points. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way Texas A&M scoring that many points. It was an easy win. And if you love college sports, it's so easy to find. You can find the spreads. You can find uh, halftime spreads. You can find player bets. They've got everything. It's so easy to use. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Locked on BC here, AJ Black. If you have not done so already, if you're listening to this live on YouTube, and I hope you are, hit that subscribe button right now. Do it. It's free. It's easy. It'll give you all your BC sports and news sent directly to your feed. It's And we do this every night around 9 o'clock, 8.30, and you'll get notified directly when we go live. Now, the next coach we need to talk about, the next coach that I want to kind of get into, whether he's the right fit or not, is John McNulty. Now, McNulty is the offensive coordinator. He started out last year after Frank Signetti left to go to Pitt or fired, whatever. We don't know what the exact story of how he left, but he's gone. McNulty comes over. He's a tight ends coach from Notre Dame. The offense is a mess. I mean, we all can admit it's a mess. However, does he deserve to be fired? Just like Halfley, 
I think he's a guy I want to see for another year. Were there times where his offense was not, was kind of vanilla? Yep. Were there times that I thought his game plan was a little predictable? Yep. But the bigger issue, it goes back to Googs with that offensive line. He's not an offensive line coach. He's offensive line coordinator. So he's got to make the move on whether his coach should be back to support that piece. But that offensive line took McNulty's game plan and threw it through a shredder. It got rid of any chance that he had to be successful this season. Because when you can't run the football because the offensive line is so awful that you have nothing else that you can do, that 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 severely hamstrings how you call your game plan. Like BC for 12 games had to rely on throwing the ball all the time, knowing that also that your offense, your quarterback is going to get hit nonstop. That is impossible to completely execute in a effective game plan on offense. So with McNulty, I, I want to see, and this, this kind of just goes into everything with this team one more year. Because if he fails, Jeff Halfley fails, and they're, we're going to be free of all of the, these coaches in a year anyways if, the, if everything falls apart. But if they go out, if they either get guys like Trapillo and Kendall and Kevin Klein to uh, develop, which is what you want with a program like BC is you want to see these three guys develop. If you get mahogany back, I don't know if he's coming back or not. He had another cryptic tweet. Christian mahogany's and his cryptic tweets are impossible to understand. I don't know if he's leaving. I don't know if he's staying. I've heard he's leaving. I heard he's staying from different folks, whatever. But if he, if you get those guys back, you bring in a couple transfers to kind of solidify it, get that offensive line going. Then you're going to see if this offense can work. I think it could. I think they have the guys to make it work with Moorhead. I think Moorhead's a perfect guy for McNulty's offense. I like the wide receivers between Tomlin and Griffin. And if you get the offensive line pushing and not getting put on their butt every play, you can get the running game going too. You get guys like Alex Broom and you give him four or five yards and have him averaging five yards carry, they're in good shape. So I, I, I kind of want to see McNulty get another year, and I think he will. I don't think they're going to can him. Two other coaches I want to bring up quickly that I think you could make an argument they could be replaced. First of all, Phil Matus, their, their strength and conditioning coach. I don't know what the heck is going on in Chestnut Hill in terms of strength and conditioning, but BC has been absolutely hammered with injuries the last two years. Like just completely like entire position groups wiped out by injuries. That should not be happening. You it's, it's okay for, you know, you see, you even see it like with teams like the Patriots, Patriots have their offensive line. They're missing a bunch of guys, but they're not, they don't see their entire group get wiped out. Like the, like the secondary did with BC. BC has something going on that they need to address. And the coaching staff needs to look at it and say, hey, are we doing something wrong with co- with strength and conditioning? Is is the programs that Matus put in, which, I, hey, I was there in the summer and I saw these guys. And I thought they all looked in great shape, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Is he a guy that you could consider to, to have go? I think, he's, I think that's something to, to consider. 
The other is Matt Thurin at special on special teams. BC for the last for the for 2020, they had great special teams. Last year, we were complaining about them kicking the ball out of bounds, which looking at what happened this year, seems like the least of our concerns. You know what I mean? Like this year, special teams, you had drop punts, you had uh block punts, you had shank punts, you had uh Connor Litton seemed to lose track on how to kick. You had uh illegal blocking constantly. You had I mean, you name it. There were issues everywhere. Every week it was a different issue on special teams. And that is not on the offensive line. That is on the special teams coach. And so I wouldn't think it would be the weirdest thing if Jeff Halfley changed his coach there too. So those are two, I think. So I don't think McNulty should be moved on. That's just my opinion. You might disagree with me. I do think those two. And and the other one that I absolutely don't think show should is Tem Lokabu. I've seen a lot of hate from him, but I've always said, yeah, I think he's, he definitely has some room to improve, but when BC's offense isn't a gigantic nuclear wasteland other than the Syracuse game, but the end of the season was just a mess. I think he has what it takes to bring BC to that level, to a, a, a winning level. And I think he's going to be okay. I think those other coaches I, I mentioned, so Googs, uh, Thurin, and Matus, those would be the three I would, I'd be looking at with a fine tooth comb right now. That's my thoughts. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to look at one player that's decided that, hey, I'm not coming back to BC. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Wednesday's game between BC and Nebraska, which I believe is going to be the last ACC Big Ten Challenge. Lockdown BC here, AJ Black. Editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. If you want to give yourself a great Christmas present, become a subscriber to Eagle Insider today. It's um, we got some great deals uh, for yearly subscriptions right now. I think it's 30% off. You can get the first month for just a dollar if you want to go month to month, but join us up. We have tons of transfer portal news. I have insider info on players that BC is targeting and players that they've communicated with. So if you want to know who BC may be looking at in the transfer portal, it's for VIP members only, but you can sign up today at Eagle Insider. I hope you do that. Now, I've already said on, on our show that I think BC is going to lose quite a few players to the transfer portal. And I think it's going to be some players that surprise you. Kevin Pine entered earlier this week and he doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I told, I've talked about it on this podcast for many years that he just, I mean, it, the fact that he couldn't find the, the, the playing field when their um, offensive line played the way they did says where he's at. Didn't surprise me today uh, on Tuesday, Jason Matry entered. Defensive back, safety slash cornerback. This one surprised me a lot because this is a kid that is from, uh, he played in Everett. He's from Florida. Um, He's a guy that Halfley loved. You know, I've been to press conference. He talks a lot about Matry. He's a versatile defensive back that, you know, played cornerback when they needed to him to, but he played mostly free safety this year. He was physical. He played violent. I mean, he's not the most talented defensive back BC has. Definitely not. I mean, he had that Florida State game he had. He he had a tough game there. But I thought he was valuable. And I don't know. I you know, folks are going to ask me like, why why is he leaving? I don't know. Um, there's a potential. He's a grad student that 
either he made the choice that he wants one more year somewhere else. Halfley may think that he has guys on his roster. He's going to push up the playing chart. We don't know. And none of these people will ever tell you. So, I mean, the guess is all, all there. So he's gone. Jaden Woodby is also gone. And I don't know if he's going to the transfer portal or if he's going to the NFL draft. He put out a, a statement, one of the vague ones. I don't know what it meant. It's, it's long. If you want to read it, it's it's like his whole life story. Good luck. Um, but he it looks like he's gone too. That being said, we're going to get more. I'm telling you folks, this is just the start. And I, I know folks are, I, I every time I tweet it, I get like five. Oh, that's, this is just the beginning. The rats are leaving the sinking ship. Folks, just, just. Give yourself a chance and follow 247 Transfer Portal news. They're every freaking team. It's it's like a jailbreak in college football right now where every team is losing. All of their like backups are leaving. And, and so BC is not in any unique situation. In fact, I think they have less than a lot of teams do right now. So I, uh, Halter breaks on, on like this being like, uh, uh, condemnation on Halfley because I don't see it that way. I don't. I don't see it yet. It could be. I mean, I'm not saying it isn't going to happen, but right now, like two guys, and one of them is a guy that never was going to play here. I, I don't think it's a condemnation on Halfley yet. So just just pump the brakes there. And then finally, let's talk about this. Wednesday, BC is going to play Nebraska with their one of my favorite stupid hashtags, Nebraska Ball. <laughs> uh, in college basketball, they're heading to Omaha and this is going to be a great game between two teams that are around the same uh, Ken Palm rating. BC basketball is going to play better. Nebraska just smoked Florida state and Florida state's really bad right now, but BC has, I mean, they have, they played down to their competition for a while. They're playing on the road. This is their first, I believe it's their first road game of the season. They got to play better. They got to play better in this game. We don't know if Prince of Ligby is going to be back. I doubt Quentin Post is going to be back and DJ hand. Who knows what's going on with him? He's they're all day to day, right? But the reason I bring this up is not to preview this game because um, it's going to be a good matchup. We'll have the preview up on Eagle insider, but predictably, this is the last big 10 ACC challenge season that BC will be part of. And the reason why this is happening is if you're paying attention to college sports, the Big Ten just signed a humongous deal, media deal, with Fox and with NBC and CBS, not with ESPN. Now, who is the the sponsor of the uh, ACC Big Ten Challenge? ESPN. So ESPN basically power moved them out of there. And they replaced the Big Ten with the SEC. So starting, I believe it's next year. I apologize if I'm wrong. The ACC is going to play the SEC every year. So you can look forward to having BC basketball play, you know, all the bottom feeders in the conference. (laughs) Teams like, you know, Mississippi State, Georgia, and I don't know, whatever bad teams are in the SEC. But it'll be some different. It's going to be some fresher opponents, I, I guess. You know, get to play Nebraska, Minnesota, and Penn State every year, Northwestern. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's a big game for BC basketball, though. This is a big game for BC basketball. This is a when we uh, when Ken Paul made their like season predictions at the beginning of the year. You know, they give you the percentage of like what what's the win percentage, and 
last URI game, the one they just barely snuck by, BC was an 80% chance to win that. This game, it was 50-50. So the offense has to play better. They can't go through long droughts where they're just, they look hapless out there. And they've got to be able to do things like hit their free throws and not turn the ball over. If they play well on defense, they could easily win this game, but we'll have to wait and see. But tomorrow, we'll be here to talk about this game. I'll be watching it, and I'll be covering it live. It's going to be, if you're on YouTube and waiting to, to follow along with this, it's going to be a later game, a later discussion. I think the game is a 9-15 game. So we'll be going live probably around like 11, um, and we'll do that right away. Uh, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Folks, if you're listening to this on YouTube, hit subscribe today become a channel uh, subscriber. It's absolutely free. It does not cost you a thing. Become uh, one of, we, we're getting closer to a thousand every day. We're at 630 something right now. I'd love to get even closer. Uh, be sure to do that. Follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Thank you all for listening. We'll be seeing you all again soon. Take care, everyone.